no one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. It's an amazing thing that we hear the news every day that it can't get any worse. And it gets worse. We can't even fathom just 20, 30 years or 40 years ago the things that are happening on a daily basis. The headlines right now on an article says that economic collapse. It says, let's talk about the catastrophic rise of eggs and the prices. Whole Foods is restricting each person only two dozen of eggs. Prices are going straight up. There's bakers that are worried they're going to go out of business because they cannot get the supply of the eggs they need. In Los Angeles, there was a customer who was interviewed and said she can't find any eggs Less than $10. Why do you think these things are happening? You have heard it, and you have heard it, and you heard it. That our lady said this was going to happen. It's not going to stay the way it is. The system's coming down. But it's going to be beyond imagination how bad it's going to be. Oh, friend of Medjugorje, don't be doomsday. I'm not. It's the news. In 30 years of apparitions, I wrote the previous 10 years, there was 120 colleges, Catholic colleges, who were friendly and teaching about abominables. Not a bishop has said one thing about that. You should read that. Go on meds.com and read it. It's incredible. Because silence was there. And the leaders in the church, they're supposed to be speaking and condemning these things. We can't do that. 
We got to be nuanced. We got to be in the middle. Now look where we are. Harvard just came out today. Things that I can't say because it's not children friendly. But all this abomination, they're saying that a baby in the womb know what they're going to be in regards to trans. They're claiming babies know in the womb. Where's the bishops today? Where is any of the bishops called for a press conference and condemn this? And because they haven't, we're all going to suffer. we got weak, feminized, even corrupt shepherds out there. Yes, I already said praise for your shepherds. But remember, these messages is not restricted to this time. She said, pray for them, the shepherds, not to stray. That's this time. In the future, the messages, when she says, listen to your shepherds, that's the future. We have a cancer in the church. Satan's attacking it. I saw things. We had an apartment right next to the Vatican between two and three years. I opened the windows. I'm overlooking the whole square. It's a two-minute walk. I saw things in the Vatican. And I love my church. But I'm not going to, some of these people that's in the church, they're not going to turn me against my church. They're not going to make me not be a Catholic. Jesus said, Woe to you who lead those little ones astray. I want to play a clip by Glenn Beck. Back in 2011, he visited the Vatican. What you're going to hear is something very interesting. Because I know a lot of things behind the scenes, I have cognition to understand what you're about to hear. Let me let me start here. Let me start at Christmas. Pope Francis made a dire warning to the the curia, the cardinals and everybody else in the Vatican, warning them to be ever vigilant of demons lurking in the Vatican. Now this was part of his Christmas address, which apparently he has turned into uh uh, an annual airing of grievances someplace in his Christmas address. He will put some things where he's, you know, kind of upset about inside the Vatican. He'll bury that in the Christmas address. So he said, you have to be ever vigilant of demons lurking in the Vatican. Now he he couched this and you can read it this way. And this is probably what he meant, but listen to the whole story. He said, we could easily fall into the temptation of thinking we're safe, better than others, no longer in the need of conversion. Um, But there is an elegant demon who does not make a loud entrance, but comes with flowers in his hand. So he says this elegant demon is now lurking among the Vatican staff. Okay, so is that just something that he's like, hey, you know, everybody's human and we should just be careful, ever vigilant? Could be, could be find it really interesting that he's using those words because I want to add something on top of that. Uh, Pope Benedict, who just died, his longtime personal secretary, has written a tell-all book that his publisher 
promised would tell the truth about dark maneuvers, mysteries, and scandals that sullied the reputation of Pope Benedict. Dark maneuvers. Hmm. This is a guy who stood by Benedict for uh, three decades. Uh, He worked with him when he was just, um, you know, father, what was his name? Ratzinger. Um, Then he was his personal secretary. Uh, He went, became the Pope's secretary. And then when Benedict suddenly left, which was extraordinarily odd. First time in, what, 600 years? Yeah, Mm. it's extraordinarily odd. And the story has been that, you know, he fell and, you know, he was like, "I, I don't think I can do this job anymore. And that may be true. But was there anything else that was going on? This book is promising to say, yeah, there were some dark maneuvers going on. I want to add a personal story before I go into part three of this. Um, I was at the Vatican. I've gone twice. What was the last one? 2011? Do you remember? I don't. It's it was a while ago, though. It's when they appointed, when Ratzinger was the pope, and uh, he had appointed a bunch of cardinals. Dolan was one of the cardinals that was being sworn in. And we were there, and I talked to Dolan, and I talked to many of the cardinals. And I was supposed to meet with the Pope at that time, and it fell through at the last minute. But I was, I was hanging out with all these cardinals, and I think they were the good cardinals. I mean, you know, everybody has their own personality and everything else. But these guys were, they were like Mother Teresa, you know, St. Francis. They were the... They were the poorer ones and from the poorer countries, and they were just all about service. And um, we took a um, – I had so many incredible, life-changing experiences there that just opened my eyes to so much. And one night, it was before the cardinals were – I don't know. Cardinaling? Cardinaling. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what yeah. it was they call mm-hmm. it. But anyway, it was the night before – and I'm in this room with all of the cardinals, okay? And there's just a few people that aren't wearing these, these red robes. And, uh, and Tanya and I are standing there, and we're standing talking to these cardinals. And this one guy who was really our host that night, he was just, you know, when you meet people and you could feel the spirit on them and the kindness and everything else, you just know when you're in the presence of somebody who's really connected to the spirit. And um, and he said to me at the time, he said, uh, you know why this is happening? And he meant why so many cardinals were being called. And I said, no. And he said, there's a war inside the Vatican. And he said, I believe that it's a war of good and evil. He said, but uh, there is a real war because there are many political aspects And basically what he described to me was deep state. There was the deep state of the Vatican that was going to do, didn't matter what a pope even thought. And he alluded to the fact that Ratzinger or Benedict, Pope Benedict, knew this and was doing basically what Donald Trump did with the Supreme Court. 
he was appointing all these cardinals because he wanted to stack the deck because, in his words, he didn't feel he had very much longer that he could fight. Um, and I just thought, maybe he's sick at the time. But it was like a year later that he retired. Um, and, uh, and so he said, um, you know, he's stacking the deck. He's trying to make sure that after he's gone, there's enough to hold back the uh, onslaught. And um, he said, and it's, it's real evil. And so we were just talking about it. And we're in this room, someplace in Rome, we're in this room that it was enormous. It, the, the, it was a ballroom, you know, from, I don't know, a thousand years ago. And it had a map of the world that was like two stories and a football field long. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was like a movie. It, like if you were a supervillain, you'd have a desk in the center of this room. You know what I mean? And you'd have one light at the desk and the bad guy would be sitting behind it and the camera would just show him in the whole map of the world. It was like that kind of a room. Uh, it was beautiful. And, um, and so we're standing there and I'm just listening to what he's saying. And this guy comes in and he was, he was one of the Cardinals and I don't want to identify um, his role, but he was very, very high up. And, uh, Man, he walked in, and he walked in with all these suits, all these politicians. And the guy said, that guy's the mayor. This guy is a, you know, uh, I don't know, finance minister, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I said, man, the room got chilly. And because I just felt like this is not a good guy. When he came in, he was like, you could feel it. As much as I could feel the good on one guy, this guy. And he said, Oh, oh yeah, he's the, there, there's, there's, that's the beginning, there's the head. And uh, he said, do you want to meet him? And I'm like, no, I don't want to meet him. Uh, and he said, you, you should. And so my wife looked at me like, why, why, why would we want to meet him? And so he came up and what the Cardinal was doing was, you just judge for yourself, just say hello. This was the spookiest guy I've ever met. I don't remember the conversation. I just remember thinking, I want to stop talking to him and go way away from him. Um, there is a war. And I don't think, I'm not saying this to, you know, bash the Catholics or, you know, have you question your faith if you're a Catholic or anything like that. Pray for the people who are in leadership positions. What's happening in Washington is happening in all of our churches. It, the evil has taken a foothold, and there are good guys inside fighting. I'm, I'm, I want to get the, uh, the guy who wrote this tell-all book uh, to be on, and we're, we're looking at a, another cardinal that we could get on that might be able to tell us some of the inside things that are going on that has been a little frank about some of these things. But the last thing I want to bring to your attention is... Uh, when Pope Benedict was a cardinal, um, he had uh, a lot of friends, and they were other cardinals, and when they released the final secret, the third secret of Fatima, which, if you're not Catholic, it's, it's just uh, a message from heaven uh, given to these, um, these kids, 
you know, right, right before World War One. And it said there's a huge Russia is the problem. It's going to spread its error throughout the world unless her heart is changed. Um, and they she, there's going to be a, a world war coming soon. And then there will be a second world war and then a final battle. Um, and, it, you know, it, it happened years before World War One and World War Two, obviously. And then there was the third one the third secret, if you will, about what sets up the final battle. They released this, and it was kind of like, okay, that's old news. Ratzinger, who is Pope Benedict, said, and this has just been uh, published, that um, Pope Benedict said the third secret has not been revealed in its entirety because the Pope and uh, all those involved uh, would not allow it to be released, or if he was the Pope, I can't remember which it was, but but the but the power did not want to release it because it talks about a bad council and a bad mass and evil at the top and highest levels of the church, and that's the warning that was given to them uh, in you know like 1910, and it 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 leads to the end of days. So I found it interesting that for anybody who believes in any of these kinds of, of things, and if you believe in evil, I find it interesting that the current Pope is talking about evil. The last Pope is talking about evil, but I think they're kind of pointing at each other a little bit. You know, I don't think they're on the same side. I think they're both using evil, but I think they're not talking about the same evil and aren't Mm. fighting the same evil. And then to have this Fatima secret come out now, according to sources, it is from uh, the Pope that just died. I find it fascinating. And to be clear, you're saying the book that is coming out is a tell-all book basically about Benedict and what was going on. And saying that it, he was not the guy everybody – because they called him you know, God's Rottweiler. They, they, he went through a lot you know, with the press, but also this book is saying there were internal things that were going on that I can tell you when he was the pope, I heard at the Vatican – that he was fighting real evil and there was a battle inside. It was like the deep state. And this book was, you think, intentionally withheld until, until after he until passed. Until he died. I think this book was, I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But as I read it, he was so close. You don't write a book overnight. He just right. died. Right, right. Um, so he's this been writing it go. for months. Yeah. And this guy worked at his side his whole time. He's the guy who... Gave him last rites, uh, called Pope Francis and say he's dead. I mean, he was the guy with him all the time. I would bet you that it was written with Benedict. Mm. Could be wrong, but uh, there there might be some very interesting things that come out of this book. I was told that this priest was writing the book with Benedict. There's a couple of things Beck said may not be accurate. He said 1910. It was 1917 about the kids at Fatima. But basically, when he was there in 2011, 
I can say firsthand of what he's saying personally because the deep state in the Vatican was going to condemn me. I'm nobody. But the book that they were after and they wanted it stopped was they fired the first shot. Go and look on Amazon. You'll see the first 10 to 15 feedbacks negative to the book. See, the deep state, they see things as dangerous for them and exposes them. They want you to see that everybody's against it. After that, there's over 300 reviews praising the book and what it exposed. In 2011, that's when I started getting really strong exposing things. August 2nd, she says, As individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule the world and destroy it. But according to God's will, all together with my son, you can change everything and heal the world. The very next month, September 2nd, 2011, Our Lady drops the atomic bomb. Something from heaven. There's something we can't comprehend. At the moment she said it, but you can now. Because she said, everything around you is passing. Everything is falling apart. Only the glory of God remains. But I tell you, the book, they fired the first shot. That was in the book. There was a group that brought the book. They fired the first shot to the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. And they were going to condemn the book. That was their plan. They wanted to kill it. Why? Because it exposed everything that was going to happen. What Obama did, what the people are doing, the Clintons doing, before anybody out there had it. I was able to write that because I've been following the message of the lady for years. They wanted to condemn it. They were pushing Mueller, who was the head of the department. It was those people in the Vatican that they were convincing him that this book and a friend of Gore had to be condemned. How do I know this? Because my bishop was called in there in Rome, and he told me, that's a big deal. I'm nobody. I was shocked when he told me, but I'm not shocked because what it says. Two days ago, this man stopped me where we have our mission house now and the coffee shop, etc. He comes up to me. He says, I was in the Navy for 25 years. I've been all over the world. I've seen the pyramids. I've seen Rome. None of those things has impressed me more than I'm impressed with you. I read your book. They find the first shot. I don't know how in the world you write something like that. And I told him I didn't. It's through the message of the lady. This guy went over 25 minutes. Just out of the books he's read, and the new book just came out, Satan has put a fast one on you. Another community me was standing beside me, and he couldn't believe it. He was smiling the whole time. But he went on and on and on about the writings, and you wouldn't believe all the things he said. And just to cut in here, what you're talking about, this gentleman that was speaking to you the other day, I was standing there next to you. Specifically, he was talking about, they fired the first shot. He talked about a lot of things, but especially they fired the first shot. He actually said, this is a book that you don't, that you can't just read. You have to really go back to it. And he said uh, that he often picks it up and just reads one chapter of it because it says so much of what's happening right now that he sees it as a manual for the future that was written back in 2012. 
But yes, he did say that he's traveled all over the world in the Navy, and he had seen many, many things. He said, I've seen the Rock of Gibraltar, I've seen, been everywhere, all over the whole entire world, and nothing has impressed me as much as the stuff that you've done. But the main thing that he kept bringing up was they fired the first shot. My point is, if you haven't read that book, you need to read it, and you'll understand everything going on. Order the book. Is an audio. You can get that, or you can get the book. It's important to know the past so you know what is in the future, how to make your decisions. Read the reviews on it, and you'll understand everything in the Vatican, everything happening in the world today. If you've already read it, reread it. So I want to end this broadcast with this message of September 2nd, 2012. Mariana said that Our Lady spoke about certain things that she cannot share with us. Was Mariana be told about the church? That date is about the same time, all these things happening. But in the same apparition, Our Lady says, I am calling you because I need you. Accept the mission and do not be afraid. I will strengthen you. I will fill you with my graces, with my love. I will protect you from the evil spirit. I will be with you, with my presence. I will console you in difficult moments. Thank you for opening your hearts. Pray for our priest. Our lady did that for me. She inspired my bishop to be strong enough to put down the congregation of the doctrine of the faith. Thank God he did that. Otherwise, we would have been shut down as a heretic or whatever. When a lady told me through Maria, October 6th, be a witness, she's put me in positions and places with cognitions that I can say what I say. If she told me to make witness to you and testify, that's why I'm put in so many different situations that gives me the understanding of Our Lady, where this is going, where the world's going, and where those who don't follow So I leave you with that. Support this mission, both with your prayer and with your gifts to fund what we do. We got many things happening. She needs you. We need you. Our Lady needs us. We wish you, Lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.